0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to Lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Oh boy, that was quick. Hi. <laughs> it was quick for me. I just dialed in myself. How you doing? It's uh the thirteenth of August in the year of the plague, twenty twenty. And uh we have got some time we can spend together today i hope i got lots of stuff here um in no particular uh, organized order so uh let's just sort of hop skip and jump uh, through it and see where see where we end up um I want to let's just head back uh, to yesterday a little bit because we had some fun yesterday with the uh, final Jeopardy question (laughs) uh, for the day. And then I don't know about you, but I watched the show uh, last night and amazingly, two of the three contestants got that incredibly difficult uh, question uh, answered. Uh, or answer a question. I don't know Jeopardy's all screwy, but uh that blew me away. But here's the thing I notice and I just have to get this out there. This is an old show and I by old I don't know. I, I don't know what year it was, but it has to be at least my guess. Fifteen years ago, maybe fifteen? Eighteen. It was old. You can you tell from the set and the production values and uh Alex Trebek's hair. And the clothes and all of that. And you know what else you could tell by? How difficult the questions were. That was a much harder. I mean, on today's show, the ones they're producing now, I can really, you know, make myself feel like I'm a a smarty pants because I know an awful lot of stuff. That show last night... I sat there on the couch with my mouth hanging open half the time. Thought, what? Who the hell would know? What? What? It was unbelievable. I didn't even know. You know, sometimes when somebody gives the answer, you think, oh right. I didn't even know I was. I... So what occurred to me is, and I've noticed this too with uh, the New York Times crossword puzzle, which I, I do. Um, the New York Times crossword puzzle has gotten easier in the last 15, 20 years. It has. It just keeps getting easier. So it ain't much fun. Every once in a while, they throw in a rough one, but they're too damn easy. And this Je- Jeopardy, clearly, too, is dumbed down. We're We're stupid. I don't know. We have become. We're nowhere near as knowledge, it's not stupid, we're nowhere near as knowledgeable, I guess. Or maybe that's unfair because maybe, I've really been wondering about this, maybe in the last 20 years, by virtue of technology, the internet, the immediacy of any piece of information that you want, maybe our need to hold information in our head just isn't as great because it's readily available, bang, at the, you know, touch of a finger. And also the explosion probably in information. Um, There's more to know. I mean, just as if you were, uh, you know, uh, in Greece when, uh, you know, Socrates was there, you could conceivably uh, have read all the books in the world, or or you know all the plays. Um, even in the Renaissance, you had a shot at maybe knowing much of what was known. But I mean, today you can't possibly. But anyway, I got to tell you, it was clear uh, that you would not see the kind of questions that I saw on that show last night on today's Jeopardy. Many of them. it too tough. It was too tough. Just as if you go back and try a New York Times crossword puzzle from the 80s, you'll be blown away by how much tougher they were. So I, I... I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, but I just had to get it off my chest. Uh, what else? Uh, but, uh, yesterday, also, I was about to share with you something that uh, one of you, Kathy, had sent me, and then we got waylaid by a bunch of callers, which is wonderful, I and off we went, and I never got to it. And I do want to share this with you. Um this is from a uh, Rolling Stones essay on America's decline in the last uh, 50 years, um, talking about dumbing down. And, and I was leading into telling you about these, the, it's like three facts, and, and, and how it, these realities bump into our sense of the country. Um, I just want a quick aside to Amy I'm hearing that now I hadn't heard it but I heard a little sounds like somebody rustling around with a paper I don't know it's weird we're having a little strange audio thing happening that I don't think you guys hear if you do let me know Um, but listen to this Uh, since the 1970s China has not once gone to war. Now, you can argue they've done a lot of other things that are like almost akin to war. Ask the Uyghurs. Ask the folks in Hong Kong. But the reality is that since the 1970s, China has not gone to war. And This is going to maybe come as a shock. But since the 1970s, the United States has not spent a day at peace. Now, somebody can check that for me, but I mean, stop and think about that. Since the 70s? So what are they saying? Since... Vietnam, we have been in a state of armed conflict somewhere in the world. I mean, God knows, I know we have for the last 20, 20 years, but I'm willing to believe that that was vetted and that that is true. So, you know, we the United States has not spent a day at peace since the 1970s, all right, since okay, since the 70s, so 80, since what, Reagan and the, you know, remember the Great War in the Falklands? Was that our war? No, Grenada. Oh, that was the Brits. Remember when we made war on, was it Grenada? What the hell, remember that? Uh, we rescued some uh, medical students. Do you, I, I, can't, I really can't even quite remember it, but okay. So we are a warrior nation, and there's a whole bunch of Americans who just can't get enough, quite clearly. Okay, so there was that fact I wanted to throw into the mix here. And since 2001, okay, so pretty much the last 20 years, the United States has spent over six trillion dollars on military operations and war. And just stop and think, six trillion money that might have been invested <laughs> in, uh, infrastructure at, at home. Uh, we are so, our infrastructure is, uh, is shameful. Uh, Since 2001, China has poured more cement every three years than America did in the entire 20th century. So, I mean, obviously what these facts are saying is while we are wasting money making war and making weapons and, uh, you know, Having our economy run on a you know military-industrial footing, the nation coming up behind us, the big, big nation that will soon bestride the globe, China, has been taking equivalent amounts of money and building their nation. All right, I got one more fact here from this. The measure of wealth in a civilized nation is not the currency accumulated by the lucky few, but rather the strength and resonance of social relations and the bonds of reciprocity that connect all people in common purpose. Well, that's sort of a different thing. Anyway, this comes from an uh, NSA, Rolling Stone, Uh, The End of America and I think it's by a guy named Wade Davis just saying but I I found those 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 first two facts really uh, sobering sobering so what else I mean, can you take some, you know, it's not pleasant stuff, but I got to, we got to pay attention to it. Here's an item that, um, you know, I saw, and it's one of those little stories, that uh, little story that we don't pay any attention to at all, because it has to do with a foreign country and it has to do with an African country. And it has to do with women. So right there, that is so down the, the list of anything that is of any importance to uh the people that run this uh globe we're on. But and I don't have a lot of information because it's a story about an African nation and a law passed that regul- that has to do uh impacts women in that nation. You know, obviously I'm just looking at a paragraph pretty much here. But the story is that the parliament there in Somalia is considering a bill that would allow a child to be married once her sexual organs mature and would allow forced marriage of this child as long as her father gives consent. Uh, It's called, believe it or not, the title of this law is called the Sexual Intercourse Related Crimes Bill. And this would allow the forced marriage of girls as young as i don't know girls are maturing more quickly uh their organs 10 11 so i i, I saw that and i thought about being a female in this world and how the females in The United States and in much of Europe and in a lot of other places uh, have it pretty damn well, even though we don't in any way have the standing status power that we should. But incredible progress has been made for women lucky enough like us to live in a place where change has been uh, forced. But it reminded me of a picture I saw earlier this week. And the picture just, it broke my heart and then it enraged me. And it was a picture uh, taken outside and there were f- about four or five ragtag looking little kids Uh, two men standing on either side of them. And behind them, I think it was four women. Now, how do I know they were women? I know they were women because I couldn't see them. Because the four women just looked like four blue pillars. They were totally covered I couldn't see eyes, you couldn't see hands feet that, there there was just these big four blue pillars these, This is a picture taken, I believe in Afghanistan, and something about here the little children and their mothers and the, like uh, you know and these two guys the children um you know are, are can feel the sun on their skin uh can be seen the men the same those four blue things i i i kept thinking what how ludicrous to even why would you take a picture why why would you and there that's my mom oh look Look how nice so-and-so looks. I mean, it is, they are obliterated. Obliterated. And I looked at some of those ragtag kids, the girls, and I thought, that's what you're going to look forward to. Obliteration. Never being able to feel the sun on your skin. To look someone in the eye, to stare into that camera and smile for the picture. You're going to spend your life totally, totally invisible except to of course, some man who essentially will own you. It's millions and millions and millions of women live their lives like that. It's, it's just, (laughs) Mind-blowing. The misogyny of this world and of every culture, every major culture, and every major religion is just gut-wrenching. And I saw one other thing this week and it all tied in. It's this story about Somalia that made it just, I just thought, God, I, geez, excuse me, but I'm just, there was a story I came across in a Jewish publication and it was a photo essay. It was pictures Taken by a female photographer of women at a, before a wedding, an Orthodox Jewish wedding where the men and the women are kept separated. And this photographer, who herself, I guess, is not um, Orthodox was uh talking about how she couldn't help but notice the um the almost sensuality of these women with each other because that those are the only people they can hold and touch other than children and other than the one man who will be their master. And these pictures were taken before weddings. And she was not allowed to show any of the women's faces. So even though these women were not, uh, you know, under blue bedspreads, tablecloths, in fact, they were wearing gorgeous Beautiful dresses. But all of the pictures stopped at their neck. <laughs> and the pictures were incredibly, they were beautiful and sensual because she would focus on two women's hands sort of, uh, you know, around each other's waists. Um, it, it was mind-blowing and so, and so Okay, I heard somebody cough, I'm just saying. And so sad to me. There was only one picture where you saw an entire, you know, head to toe. And it was of a bride about to be married off. And she, you see her head to toe because she, too, has been totally covered up, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, an opaque white veil over her face and a gorgeous wedding dress and she's standing behind some curtain waiting for her life to forever change, right? About to be married to some guy who she probably has maybe seen once, if at all, because these two are arranged kinds of marriages. I, I just... I don't know, guys. And then we got here, Kamala Harris. Huh? And by the way, I've been mispronouncing her name. I've been saying Kamala. And I can tell from the people who definitely know her saying Kamala that that must be it. Kamala Harris. So I want to, uh, you know, correct myself there. Anyway, I just, you know, you guys are the people I just sort of, uh, you know, let loose my thoughts upon and and those are things that have just been uh troubling me and upsetting me. and when we think of the world and how it uh how it is, wow, jeez, all right, Bree wants to disagree. He says, uh, China has its fair share of skirmishes. Yeah, skirmishes, but right, not all, not all out war. Not that they aren't ready, able. And he talks about, right, they've been bellicose and um, threatening in the South China Sea. And, you know, the Tibetans would, yeah, disagree, correct. And something's going on lately, what, in uh say with one of the, yeah, I don't think it's Tibet. But in, isn't around India and China there's uh in the in the Himalayas or Himalayas, whatever it is. And um yeah, no, I, I take your point, uh Brie. But uh yeah, that's it. Twenty Indian troops I just he sent me a link. Uh there was a clash recently where twenty uh twenty Indian troops were killed in uh in a clash with Chinese forces, and that was a you know border dispute, so yeah, there are these skirmishes, but not a flat out state of war uh The point being that they have not um they have not abandoned their um, building. For their, you know, uh, listen. Far be it for me to act like I'm, you know, I, I, I do not want to be seen here as uh, carrying water for China. I mean, if I were given a sentence of having to go live there, I would. Uh, it would be like a death sentence to me. Uh, I could no more live in a in a in a place where. With that level of uh jeez uh, of control and the sense of always being watched and where you toe the line, jeez, I would like uh you know come on, but I am saying we they use their money to in some ways you know build we just friggin destroy. And the only thing we build is rich people's bank accounts. It seems like the only thing that we are willing to... I've lost my... Uh, my my. I've lost you guys. Here you are. Okay. I feel a little... Um, am I making any sense today? I feel a little... What else I got here? I didn't know it was going to be such a... Oh, Trump, Jesus, God. He said on Fox News, I don't know if this was today. I think it was today. i got a quote here. He was talking about why he ain't going to fund the Postal Service. And he just flat out said this. Now, they need that money in order to make the post office work. So it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots. But if they don't get those two items, and he's talking about hold, withholding sorting machines and the stuff the Postal Service needs to do its job to process mail. And he goes on to say, but if they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting. I mean he is literally acknowledging that he is crippling the post office so they cannot process our votes. I I I I just I don't even I, I, I have no words. I have no words. Okay. And in other depressing news, did you see how many newspapers uh, closed their newsrooms yesterday? I mean, just said that's it. They say the papers will still be published, but there is no physical newsroom at all. And one of them is a newspaper. That was once the largest circulation newspaper in this country. It now has no newsroom. The New York Daily News. There is no physical newsroom. And that was a newsroom, a storied newsroom, the Daily News, a Pulitzer Prize-winning newsroom, Jimmy Breslin's newsroom. It was the, the daily planet of Superman, Clark Kenton, was was based on the daily uh, news newsroom. and the SOBs who own it now. shuttered it, closed it down, and closed down four other newspapers. And those newspapers mean that those communities, at least New York has, oh, they'll still have what, Rupert Murdoch's Post and the Grey Lady, the New York Times, but they won't have this spunky tabloid that's not a right-wing tabloid. The Allentown, Pennsylvania, morning call, shuttered yesterday. Same ownership. And this is in its hundredth year, shuttered. The Orlando newspaper shut down yesterday. The Capital Gazette in Annapolis, Maryland, shuttered its newsroom. They don't have a newsroom anymore. And if the Annapolis, uh, you know, Capital Gazette sounds vaguely familiar, that is the newspaper we came to know uh, just two years ago when someone exercising their Second Amendment rights stormed in to that newsroom and blew away five people. So, at a time, it it is really scary, at a time when never before have we needed local news more to understand what is going on in the places we live, where we have the most sway, where we have the most influence, if we care to use it. We aren't going to have anybody much telling us what's happening. As we were talking to Ryan Dito yesterday about it. Pittsburgh is very close to joining this list. Very close. Uh Okay, and uh, uh, this is another upsetting story. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, we don't get to pick the reality we find ourselves in, do we? Um, there is a piece in the Washington Post today about um, people working in grocery stores around the country. Remember, they were heroes? When was that? About four months ago. They were heroes. They were even being given hero pay like two bucks more an hour because they were risking their lives to be on the front lines. Really? Remember that? Yeah. Well, guess what? All over this country, they ain't getting hazard pay anymore. No one's calling them a hero anymore. In fact, they are on the front lines of hostile customers screaming at them, spitting at them, certainly not thanking them. Most of these uh, grocers have done away with all of that hazard pay. And now, if these guys get sick, They do not have paid sick leave, most of them. And they interviewed a whole bunch of folks who have this job. Listen to a quote from a 24-year-old who works at a Safeway in Maryland. I was blown away by the quote because she has a better vocabulary than I. I Listen to what she said. <laughs> Her name is Fox Wingate. I'm assuming that's a girl, but then you don't know. A woman. 24 years old. She says, at the beginning, she's talking about the pandemic, at the beginning they valorized. Who says valorized? I've never said valorized in my life the beginning, they valorized what was deemed. Who says deemed? Okay, I'll stop. At the beginning, they valorized what was deemed a dead-end job. But four months later, they don't even treat us like humans anymore. Okay, so that's from a 24-year-old working at one of the grocery stores. What's somebody who says valorized and deemed a dead-end? We're, we're, she sounds like, yeah, she probably has. You know what? She's probably got $80,000 in college debt to pay off. She probably is college educated. But you know what? The people who own these stores, they don't give a damn if they're, these people are, you know, they're quitting left and right. They're walking off the job mid-shift. They make on average $13 an hour. But the thing is, with so many people out of work, there is this constant pool of of desperate people willing to do these hazardous, low-pay low benefits jobs so that they can have a shot at paying rent or feeding their families. So these poor workers have no clout at all anymore. And the bosses know it. The corporate ownership knows it. Fine. You're squawking because you don't get sick pay. You're squawking because we want you to come in even though you're sick. And they are; they're pressured to come in, which is great. I also found out reading this article that uh, these uh, grocery stores are generally not required to inform us about any coronavirus cases in their in their employees. They are not required. So for all you know, you could be going to one of these places and there might be two or three people in that store that are, um, that have tested positive. Uh, You know, you read this and and it's just mind-blowing how we treat working people. Here's a mid-level manager at a Kroger in Kentucky who didn't want to give his name because, you know, he feared getting canned. And he said, the pressure is wearing away at us. We're getting it from both ends, customers and corporate. And they're getting like nothing. And then I read this in Jacksonville, Florida, a publix grocer, um, has uh, tried to get things back to normal. It has reopened its salad and olive bars and stopped enforcing occupancy limits. What? What, you know, I say again, we are never going to have this ended. Florida. Florida, that sets a record every day. The virus is going, I mean, is just that virus is telling its fellow viruses, hey, down here, Florida, it's amazing. It's a party down here, guys. Can you imagine? they Acting, they have open so Who? And then people go and they go to the salad bar, and they go to the olive bar, and they're standing in line and they're not wearing masks and they're and and we are so. Pardon the expression. Fucked. A <sighs> woman who works there says, "At first it was like you are so great for risking your life, and now." <laughs> completely different they gave me 50 cents more an hour and gave me a gift card to the, their store yeah um, unbelievable so uh, I, I I just have to say uh, that <laughs> we're too stupid to, to uh, make it through this. We are. How are we gonna? How's this ever gonna end with this many idiots? And now we got QAnon people heading to Congress. People who believe that the Democrats uh, have you know what child sex uh, slave operations in pizza shops. This woman who won the primary in Georgia, she's going through. I mean she'll be in Congress. that'll be a member of Congress, and she makes that Steve King, who was you know the the rightest wing racist bigot um in the Republican party that we knew of. he was just you know open about it, so he finally got voted out, and she gets voted in, and she makes him. Look like he should, uh, you know, get the Humanitarian of the Year Award. Jeez. So you know what I was thinking? I was, I get, uh, I still get catalogs. I can't imagine. Well, I suppose every once in a while I'll buy something. Um, and I was, going through this catalog yesterday with nothing to do, and it's the uh, hammaker Schlemmer catalog. <laughs> yeah, Hammaker Schlemmer. And I kept seeing things in there. I thought, oh, wow. I mean, totally ridiculous things. But I thought... This would be a great – I kept going, oh, Sally would love that. i got to get that for Sally. And there really was something I wanted to get Sally because I thought she'd get a kick out of it. And I kept saying – and I realized that what I wanted was sort of like Christmas. I mean, I don't have Christmas normally, but I wanted – I needed to have that part of it, The the sort of – joy of gift giving and, and since there's, I mean, most people wait until those assigned days. Oh, it's your birthday. I'll get you a present. Oh, it's uh, yeah. You know, Valentine's day. I do this. It's uh, mother's day. I do that. It's Christmas. I can go hog wild. And I've never done that. I like, you know, I'll see something anytime and it'll be perfect for someone I know, and I like to then give it then. So I was really just thinking, we need a, a day right now. Like a just thinking of you day and just had to give you this day. Um, anyway, let me tell you one of the gizmos. And this one I told my son about because I thought he's either going to laugh at it and be appalled, or he's going to say, hey, that's, that's really neat. I'm just going to read part of the description, okay? It's a gizmo that if you pulled it out in front of a cop, you'd get shot dead, especially if, I mean, if you were black, you're dead. If you're white, you got a shot, maybe. But it's a black sort of tube-like looking thing That, um, yeah, would fit right in your, the palm of your hand. And, uh, it contains pepper spray. Okay. But that's hardly the, why it caught my eye. Listen to this. This pepper spray notifies your loved ones when it has been deployed. Providing peace of mind for those on the go. <laughs> um, I can't make this up. It projects a 10-foot-long stream of pepper spray. Why my I S's going like that? It projects a 10-foot-long stream of pepper spray While simultaneously sending a text message to your pre selected contacts and providing them with a link to a map showing your location. Now, I know this is one of those gifts for the person who has everything. I have to, can you imagine? Guys, you can carry this thing. And be ready to pepper spray somebody at 10 feet, at which point your significant other and your friends, anyone you got on that list, their phones will raise an alarm and they will be told you have pepper sprayed somebody and give them an immediate uh, location of where you are. And that's not all. The pepper spray also contains UV marking dye, which allows the person you sprayed to get identified very easily. So you not only spray them with this stuff, but even if you miss their eyes and nose and stuff, you've you've marked them in, in, in some way. Is that and, and there's 25 sprays? You got 25 people that you can do this to with this one gizmo, the pepper spray GPS alerter. Is that not the coolest thing ever? I mean, I personally wouldn't go near it, but I wondered what my son, my son and his girlfriend, their reaction was. Whoa, they liked it. My son said I wasn't sure, but when I got to the UV marking die, he said, that put it over the top. It's only seventy nine ninety five, folks. I'm just telling you,
1: Hammacker
0: schlimmer. God, we are living in such a effing nightmare. <laughs> I'm sorry, we we really are. God Almighty. Um, Paula sent me something that says this is crazy. I'll be the judge of that. This comes from the BBC. Oh yeah, I've seen that already. Um. It's a picture you don't want to see if you're eating. It's a picture of Trump's hair uh, blowing in the wind. And, yeah, well, we know this. I mean, okay, this is old news, but I'll give it. uh, Because the United States government has proposed changing the definition of a showerhead to allow increased water flow following complaints from Donald Trump about his uh, hair routine didn't you I I mean this was a hysterical uh bit when he was just you know riffing with some people um at the White House I've seen this clip so uh this is our great president and here's what he said so shower heads there's Americans are dying they're dying and here's what this guy's talking so shower heads you take a shower the water doesn't come out you want to wash your hands. The water doesn't come out. So what do you do? You just stand there longer or you take a shower longer because my hair, I don't know about you, but it has to be perfect. Perfect. Good God. All right. Enough. I can't. I i have to tell you, I did something yesterday that I don't normally do. Don't ever do. But I had missed the Biden um, and Harris uh, rollout, which I was sorry to have. But I, I, when I realized I had, I turned on CNN thinking, well, maybe they'll be replaying stuff and I can see it. And they were p- playing a little bit here and there. And then all of a sudden, they cut away, go live. To the White House, where the president is in mid rant, calling Kamala Harris nasty and vicious and who knows what else, and um, talking about. Uh, I, I, I was, why do they let him do this? He's not being a president then, he's being this crazed. Um, racist in chief, misogynist in chief, and candidate for reelection. I I, I couldn't believe he was trash talking every city in the country. The cities of the nation he's the president of. He was just trashing him. And it was quite clear that, you know, his game plan is essentially to tell uh Americans who don't live in cities that the cities are coming for you and those people in them are coming for you those diverse black brown trans people those marchers those uh antifa they're all coming for you i mean he's just openly saying you know it's for the housewives in the suburbs They're coming for you. They're moving. They're going to invade, use the term invasion. Wonderful. And then he was talking about Portland. And he said, he started talking about sending troops back. He said, I'll send in the National Guard. We'll have it finished in an hour, in one hour said this guy and there is this credulous group of reporters sitting there and nobody I keep thinking why doesn't somebody scream can you explain how you would do that in one hour can you give us specifics what is with these jerks and then I did finally hear a question and you know what it was I don't know who asked it It was some woman's voice and she said I'm sure you are aware, Mr. President, that if you Google Antifa, uh, it sends you to Joe Biden's uh, campaign page. And, (laughs) And then this woman says, do you think that the Democrats should disavow and Biden should disavow Antifa? And I'm thinking, what? What? Now that's a reporter from probably some QAnon reporter. Some, you know, guys. I'm telling you, this whole it's all scary. It is terrifying. And this same guy with these cowed reporters, uh, willing to be props. In these shows and CNN carrying this shit. I went over to MSNBC to see if they were carrying it. They were not. We are doomed. CNN has not learned a goddamn thing from four years ago. They cannot quit him because he is. The train wreck that never stops giving them the eyeballs that put money in their pockets. Trump's always talking about ratings because he knows that's where it is. That's what CNN cares about. That's what they all care about. More than damaging the democracy. As much as it still exists. He knows it. Aye. yay Um really scary. And then um at one point he he went off on Harris again. Uh, she was the most liberal left-wing member of the Senate, which is bullshit. She is, I'm sure that'd be news to Bernie, right? Uh, And a lot of others, Sherrod Brown and Elizabeth Warren, and uh, I can go on and on. Um, But he then starts going down this list of talking points that he thinks, you know, will hurt her and one of them is she's against fossil fuels can you imagine she's against fracking and then he said can you imagine in Pennsylvania in Pennsylvania she's against fracking how's that going to work out you know this sense that there's only one position you can have if you wanna win in Pennsylvania, and that's pro-fracking. And even our county executive, Rich Fitzgerald, seems to think that. Even, I think, Tom Wolf seems to think that, right? I don't even know that Fetterman, the Lieutenant Governor, has been outspoken against fracking. It's like, you know, what used to be the third, the Social Security being the third rail, the thing you don't touch. But do you know what? I read just last week, and it was a a CBS poll, of Pennsylvanians, shows that a majority of Pennsylvanians Oppose fracking. Now it's slight. It's pretty much a dead heat. But 52% of Pennsylvanians in this poll said, no, we shouldn't be fracking. And 48% said, yeah, let's frack. So somebody maybe better tell, uh, some of the, definitely the Republicans that, um, and the question, the way it was worded was, do you generally favor or oppose the process of fracking in the state of Pennsylvania? As I said, 52% said oppose. So I don't know if this is a third rail. Hmm. And uh, it was uh, pointed out that in fracking-friendly Allegheny County, there were three candidates who won primaries running against fracking in Allegheny County. So, just wanted to... Throw that into the mix. Man. I keep losing my page here. Okay, where are we? God, we're almost out of here. I mean, I'm almost out of here. I don't know about you. Um, do I... I'm just trying to see if I've... Uh, Oh, there's one thing. I, I'll, I'll get, I'm going to share this with you just so I can get rid of it because it's so upsetting. <laughs> I'll throw it over to you guys. You deal with it. Um, this has to do with a federal appeals court uh, decision that came down uh, last week. Didn't get any attention. Uh, this is last Friday. A federal appeals court ruled well, what their ruling essentially narrowed the right to an abortion, the constitutional right to abortion. So this is the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals uh, just swept away an injunction that had blocked the state of Arkansas from enforcing a bunch of restrictions, including, I mean, it, you can't even make this up. Including a requirement that in order for a woman who has been raped to get an abortion, she must first notify her rapist. That now is the law in Arkansas. Clinics have to report the names of abortion patients under the age of 18 to local law enforcement. Clinics must preserve the fetal tissue and treat it like criminal evidence. The clinic must spend reasonable time and effort acquiring a patient's medical records for her entire pregnancy history before they will perform an abortion. And the law grants equal rights to fetal remains to both partners with no exception in cases of rape. I mean, (laughs) I just want you to know if you think that you're right or anybody's right to control their reproductive, uh, health their bodies if you think that's a given in this country it is hanging by the thinnest of threads and if god forbid donald trump were to win or if god forbid ruth bader ginsburg doesn't make it and they're able to put in another justice i mean as it is they've got a five four they already do. Um, it'll be over. Over. So uh let's uh you know you know there's so many things to keep your eye on <laughs> that you can you can go nuts. Um Oh <gasps>
1: Roger
0: Roger, I just saw this. He says you're not he says you're not taking calls. I'm taking calls. I'm not aware that I had a call. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I wasn't aware. And um, I'm just waiting to see if I can get your COVID-19 thing uh from Allegheny County before I said goodbye, but then why should I? Cause that's just going to be another piece of depression. So let's just call it a day. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for everything. I really am. I'm sorry to be the bearer of, uh, unsettling, uh, news, but, uh, what can I do? I'm, uh, I am merely the reporter. Uh oh. Here it is. Shall I do it? He just came in. Oh, shit. Not good. We're up again. 114 new cases confirmed in the last 24 hours in Allegheny County alone. Gee whiz. 17 new hospitalizations. Oy vey. And five more people dead. Have a good day. I'm out of here.